0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of This Diet Life. I am Kim Dunaway. I've been talking to my classes a lot lately about the power of focus. Picking one thing to work on at a time and putting all of your energy in that. Oftentimes we're trying to do several things at once and failing at all of them or being mediocre at all of them. Instead of picking one thing, really focusing on that and then being able to move on to the next thing. And I bring that up here on the podcast today because a lot of times for us, weight loss may be a huge goal. But there are other things going on in our body that are more important, that the body prioritizes, that makes it difficult for us to lose weight. For instance, if you have digestive issues, if you have blood pressure issues, blood sugar issues, thyroid issues, adrenal issues, a flare up of an inflammatory disorder. These are things that your body's gonna place a higher priority on, and things that you need to work on first before you can really address the weight issue. There are times when weight might be the number one issue. For instance, a lot of times people who are diagnosed with diabetes One of the biggest issues for them is being overweight and losing weight will help them deal with that particular issue. But that's not always the case. We have digestive issues, for instance, that oftentimes doesn't have anything to do with our weight. Endocrine issues. These types of things we need to address first if we're under a lot of stress. For instance, we've gotta reduce our stress levels first because if our cortisol levels are very high, it's impossible for our body to lose weight. If our diet is really out of control and it causes our blood sugar to be very high or dip down and be very low and kind of have these up and down peaks and valleys, again, it's impossible for us to lose weight when our insulin levels are completely imbalanced like that. So oftentimes part of our weight loss journey will be actually working on some of these other things first. I have been a health practitioner for 12 years and oftentimes I see people with a number of different digestive issues. And I always prioritize that first because our body must be able to get our nutrients from our food, absorb it, use those nutrients to be able to make energy above everything else. If our body is not doing that properly, it makes it very difficult to be able to address any other number of issues, let alone weight loss. For instance, if a person is iron deficient and their body's not absorbing the iron, it doesn't matter how much iron we throw at it. If their body's not absorbing it properly, we have to work on the digestion first. Sometimes we may be able to use alternative forms of iron, such as iron from molasses or a chlorophyll where the body can make its own. But if it's an absorption issue, then throwing lots of iron at it doesn't really help so much. And if your iron levels are low, it affects your energy levels. Then you don't have the energy that you need to exercise or maybe to cook and meal prep like you need to, to work on some of these other goals that you have. So even though it may be your a goal, first and foremost for you to lose weight you're going to have to prioritize some of the other health issues that you may have above that first and weight loss may come naturally or you'll be better able to tackle it once your body is healthier. So let's just talk about some things that you can do to help with some of these specific issues. And let me throw the disclaimer in there that this is not a substitute for medical advice. If you have specific diagnosed conditions, of course, you always need to take the advice of a medical doctor. But let's talk about digestion, which digestion, I could do an entire series of podcasts on digestion and maybe at some point I will because I have dealt with a lot of different digestive disorders in my life no doubt about it, especially related to my severe gluten intolerance that I have. But in general, a lot of times these days, people go to a probiotic or a digestive enzyme to help with their digestion, and that may or may not help. So if what problems that you have digestively happen very soon after eating a meal, within the first hour, A lot of times that is an issue specifically in the stomach. If you have a severe issue like a hiatal hernia or something like that, again, you probably need to seek some medical advice. But for the average person who's dealing with some types of heartburn, pain, those types of things that happen very soon after eating a meal, oftentimes you can benefit from apple cider vinegar. I realized not everybody likes the taste of apple cider vinegar. So what thing to realize is that not everybody has to take a huge amount. Sometimes as little as a teaspoon will help you with the digestion of your meals. And you don't take it straight, put in a little bit of water, not a lot of water. What we do a lot of times in this country is we drink a lot of fluid with our meals and that can dilute our stomach acid and make it difficult for us to be able to digest our food properly so don't drink a lot with your meals really save your drinking for in between your meals do a little bit of apple cider vinegar with your meals and see if that helps if the teaspoon doesn't help you can gradually increase it all the way up to two tablespoons and find an amount that works for you you can add a little bit of honey to it sometimes people add baking soda to it and it also comes in a tablet form also. So that can be very helpful. If your problems occur after that window, more in that two to four hour range, for instance, and it's more gas and bloating, then usually that's an issue that starts in your small intestine. And so that is where Digestive enzymes can be very helpful. There's lots of different types of digestive enzymes, of course. You'll see a lot of similarities between them, but really there's two main categories. Digestive enzymes that include HCL or hydrochloric acid, which does the same thing that the apple cider vinegar does. So if you don't have an issue very early on, then you'll just need a good food enzyme that contains ingredients like amylase, which breaks down your carbohydrates, protease, which breaks down your protein, lipase, which breaks down fat. And there's tons of other enzymes out there to break down fiber, like cellulase, for instance, if you get more gassiness and bloating from eating a lot of fiber or leafy greens and that type of thing you can benefit from that and you don't always have to do a digestive enzyme long term sometimes just taking it short term and just sort of helping your body digest the foods and then it can kind of take over and do its own thing so that can be helpful now if the problems are more geared towards constipation diarrhea not properly formed stools or very hard stools or not going with regularity. So in a perfect world, we have one meal out and one meal in. So that would mean if you eat three times a day that your bowels would need to move three times a day. So a lot of people are nowhere near that, but they need to move at least once a day. If they're not moving then, then you definitely wanna look at doing some things to increase the transit time or to bulk up your stools. So for some people, a fiber supplement works great. Other people, fiber supplements can bloat them, especially if they don't drink enough water. So for starters, you wanna make sure that you are well Hydrated. In general, we need about half our body weight in ounces of water a day, but that's just a baseline. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you need 75 ounces of water. So that is approximately nine glasses of water a day, or that would be as much as five 16-ounce bottles of water. It'd be about 80 ounces in that. Now that doesn't include if you go work out, And you sweat doesn't include if you do things that can further dehydrate you like drinking a lot of caffeinated beverages, for instance, so you definitely wanna keep tabs on that. That's really important. There's two types of fiber that can help with your stools. There's soluble fiber, like what you find in oats and a lot of your fruits and vegetables that usually will not bloat you up like insoluble fiber that you get in things like psyllium or what would be in the skins of fruits or vegetables, for instance. And so both can help. The insoluble fiber helps to bulk up the stool. The soluble fiber can help push it out. And so you can make a decision based upon what fiber you think works the best for you. And that can be an option too. Now fiber, like I said, may or may not work for you. And so you may need to do something a little bit more such as a probiotic. So there are certain types of probiotics that help with constipation. Not all of them do. You would want a probiotic that is high in Bifidum bacteria, specifically, which is the type of bacteria that is largely in your large intestine versus a probiotic that's high in lactobacillus bacteria, which is very good for your small intestine. Of course, you can get a probiotic that has both, but if you have constipation issues, you're going to want to lean towards something that's higher in a bifidum. You can also take magnesium and magnesium draws water to the colon and it's not habit forming. This is the case for any type of magnesium with the exception of magnesium glycinate, which will not do that. So you will not get that same effect. Now, if you're on the other end of the spectrum and you have diarrhea for instance then a high lactobacillus probiotic would be helpful for you or a probiotic that contains a strain called saccharomyces boulardii which is excellent for diarrhea or even an herbal supplement like slippery elm or more of that insoluble fiber to help bulk up the stool and absorb some of that water that may be causing you to have loose stools. So other issues that you may have that may take priority, another one is inflammation. And so a lot of times people don't realize how this can be problematic for their weight loss journey. But a lot of times when we have a lot of inflammation, we have a lot of cortisol in the body. like Just like if we have a lot of stress, we have a lot of cortisol in the body. And inflammation is a good thing. We need inflammation to help if we cut ourselves. It's there for a purpose. Cortisol helps us go to sleep. Cortisol helps us wake up, but just like a lot of things, too much of something is not a good thing. And so to help control inflammation levels in the body, if you have a lot of joint pain, for instance, or if you have inflammatory type of bowel diseases that cause inflammation in your gut, inflammation in the cardiovascular system, for instance, then things that can help reduce inflammation are products like turmeric and you can simply use the turmeric spice and add it to smoothie or add it to your foods or you can do a supplement something like boswellia which is also known as frankincense is also excellent for inflammation as is bromelain which comes from pineapple so you could eat raw pineapple not cooked pineapple because you lose a lot of those properties but raw pineapple can help you with inflammation or again you could take a Bromelain supplement. So it's very important that we get the inflammation levels down if they're too high because we cannot lose weight again with them being very high. And so the last thing that I'm gonna address is very high stress levels. And this can be very problematic because it can stress out our adrenals. When our adrenals are very stressed, again, it can lead to high levels of cortisol, but very stressed out adrenals can also actually lead to thyroid issues as well because they work synergistically together. When our thyroid gland starts to lower, then our adrenals try to pick up the slack and vice versa. And so it's important to keep our adrenal glands very healthy. And with our society being high stress and get everything done fast, 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 we oftentimes have very weak adrenals. So taking things to help with stress is very helpful, such as ashwagandha, which may be a supplement you're not super familiar with. It's an Ayurvedic herb that's really great for helping with anxiety and stress levels. Holy basil or Tulsi is also very good, you can get it in a tea form if you like to drink tea. Green tea actually contains a supplement called L-theanine, which is very helpful for stress as well, it helps to relax the brain. You can also find it in high doses in matcha green tea, now. That's not an excuse to go to Starbucks and get a matcha latte. You need to use the matcha that you mix up and drink in sort of a tea form or that you add to a smoothie and mix it. And so not getting all the other junk that might be in a latte, but it's very good. And you can also get that in a supplement form as well. So these are just some things that you could do to help with your health and help the body feel better, whether or not you're on a weight loss journey or not. So If you have any other questions, you can find me on Twitter at SugarCop, email thisdietlife at gmail.com, or Instagram at KimmyTwoShoes. Thanks for listening.